Hey guys, welcome back. It's True Confessions Property Management. I'm your host, Rebecca Jenkins, and on today's show, as always, we are hearing 100% real-life stories from property management professionals. If you're a first responder, ER doc, or you work on the Hill in DC, I know you have OMG stories, but what most people don't realize is that property managers do too. In an industry where fire, flood, or blood is just a normal thing, we have to act professional in the most unprofessional moments. So today's show, we're actually switching it up a little bit. I had a lot of responses um, from when I shared one of my stories just a few weeks back, and they said, hey, we want to hear your stories. So I'm going in the hot seat. I brought in a friend. Uh, Her name is Poroshka, and she's going to be the interviewer, and I am actually going to be sharing some of my favorite picks. And so this conversation that we had and got recorded went a little bit long. We're breaking it up into a two-part series, so you'll hear the first uh, few stories on this episode, and then we'll finish it out next week. And don't worry, there's craziness on both of them. So I really hope that you enjoy them, and remember that all names have been altered, communities, locations, and companies excluded, and the only thing you're going to hear is the juicy details of my stories. Enjoy! Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Proshka. Welcome to your podcast. <laughs> it's really awkward and kind of almost uncomfortable being on this side of the conversation. No, no. I think this is perfect. And low-key, I know that you started this podcast thing because you probably have, like, amazing stories. I have a few. I will say that some of my guests have shocked me where it's unbelievable. So I almost hope that I can keep up with a standard. Well, just tell me a couple that you really like that I think are um, like exciting and just, I don't know, the best ones. Okay. Um, I think that the best one that's probably the most shocking happened several years ago. I was working in a community in a really nice part of town and there was a front gate And so as cars would come in, they'd have to go down that gate and, and pass by this like drive and the office was there. So all the windows in the office faced out towards that street, that part of the parking lot. And one day I was sitting there talking to my assistant at the time as a property manager, and we were going over some kind of report or something. And all of a sudden you hear a little bit of sirens and this minivan like barrels into our community like the guy bails out and runs into our community and the four cop cars that proceeded to follow him in all stopped. And the first two cops take off running after him and the other ones draw their guns out. Actually, all of them had their guns out, but the other two had their guns out and had to kind of, I guess you'd call it like clearing the vehicle, like making sure there was no one else in there. And when the guy had come in, he was in such a rush. And I mean, he did have four cop cars following him. So probably not in the best state of mind. He had actually put it in reverse. So as these cops were kind of approaching it with their guns, the car started to move backwards and actually crashed into the cop car that was immediately behind him. Oh my God. And yeah, I was like, and all of that, that I just explained to you happened in 
10 seconds. I mean, maximum. It was so fast. And I I mean, we were just sitting there having a normal conversation in the office and this all happened. Right. And so after that, um, so he's like running around. What? So he ran into the community and I turned to my assistant. I was like, one moment, please. (laughs) And I like walked around and there was like three or four exit points to the office. And as I was locking the doors to all of the office going into lockdown mode, I called my maintenance supervisor and put my maintenance team on lockdown so that they would stay wherever they were and not go out and about. And then I got back and we had to close the blinds and I sent out an e-blast to the residents saying, hey, we have a police situation at the front gate and um, no big deal, you know, but stay in your house. And then I called my RM and said, you know, hey, this is what's going on. Here's the steps I've taken. And we're waiting for the police to tell us that we can, you know, like the all clear. And I'll never forget that he just had the most basic response. He's like, okay, sounds like you got it covered. Let me know when it's cleared. (laughs) And I'm like, remember thinking, this should not be normal. This should not just be a run of the mill kind of day. And it's just the stuff that we deal with that was kind of like, well, at least it's not our problem. We don't have to deal with it. The cops do. So the rest of the story is the guy had run all the way through our community to our back gate, bailed out our back gate and into the next community over where the cops had tracked him down and, and located him and found him and arrested him. And the car was stolen. So he had stolen it and, I don't never know what happened with the charges or whatever, but he got arrested and left and they towed away the crashed car and the cop car that it crashed into. And then we went on about our day. Like nothing <laughs> happened, wrote an incident report and called it a day. Oh my God. What you, I'm like picturing like a flight attendant just trying to keep everybody calm. I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. Just come into the office. It's fine. I think the guns made me really right. nervous, but it all happens so fast right. that you just kind of go into a mode where you're like, okay, what do we need to do? And I was really worried about my maintenance too, because who knows whether they were out in the community or not. Right. And, you know, we have, a, we had an amazing team and, and so I was really worried about getting them on the phone. And as soon as I did, then I was like, okay, well, I mean, the cops are already here, so <laughs> it's their problem, not mine. I don't have to deal with it. Right. But. Yeah, I would be scared. So that's kind of probably one of my craziest. Yeah. I do have a really crazy story that, although it's not my own, um, I heard it firsthand from the attorney. And so I feel like it's fine for me to share. Okay. But it's like insane. Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorites. Um, so this attorney, she had been in the um, she had been an attorney for multifamily for years and years and years. And it was kind of like a run-of-the-mill day. She was processing an eviction, so she was in court. And she didn't even tell me, like, why they were evicting this guy. But he had this envelope on the on the desk in front of him. And when they said, okay, well, you need to be out, like, yes, we're going to award this eviction, he screamed some obscenities and then threw this envelope um, at her and outpoured like hundreds of bed bugs. Oh my God. And so now she's like covered in bed bugs, which is absolutely 
terrifying and something that most property managers would dread if they ever had to deal with them. And luckily she knew really good vendors. So she called them and they told her how to like not get them tracked back to her house and steps she needed to do and not to get in her car. And so she was kind of covered as far as not having bed bugs infest her own home. But this guy who had thrown them at her, like it had incited terror in a courtroom and it's a federal building. Yeah. And so she turned around because of course I, you know, she was pissed as I would be. And she got charges on him brought for, um, an act of terror. And because it was in a federal building and like it stuck. So this guy turned an eviction into a horrible like act felony and craziness. Wow. Yes. So I was kind of secretly like happy that she kind of stuck it to him because who does that? Like who takes an eviction to that extreme where the attorney that doesn't even have, you have nothing to do. It's just someone that a property manager hired and you're going to treat her like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Pissed me off. Keeping like, Bed bugs as pets. It's disgusting. Like that's wild. It sounds Ugh. like a like a comic book like evil guy. Like in the grossest way. Like who yes. keeps bed bugs as pets? And I don't even want to think about it. Like, bed bugs are something we have to deal with and so gross on every level. He collected why... them and put them in an envelope. Okay, I know that you <laughs> know my husband Matt, but this is why I don't go to movie theaters. I know that because I be- tried to go to theaters with you and you wouldn't go I will not do <laughs> it because once you've had to deal with bed bugs and you know that bed bugs are all over movie theaters like it's hard for me to even get on airplanes or public transportation because I worry about bed bugs right <laughs> but anyway that's for totally yeah that's podcast. Really, super gross yeah anyways um what is another good story well I have some really fun stories about unique animals because we deal with a lot of unique animals, kind of like the airlines. One time I was walking a property. These are all really short, but they're good. I was walking a property and there was an iguana in, in the window and it's an exotic species and we didn't have it like approved on our lease. (laughs) So I call the resident and I say, um, Hey, I kind of saw an iguana in your window. Like, tell me more about it. (laughs) And they're like, Oh yeah, that's our service animal. Okay. I'm like, um, okay, well, we don't have a service. And now, like, fair housing comes into play, and I have to watch, like, everything I say. I'm like, well, you know, we don't have a service animal on your apartment. So in order to do that, like, could you put in the necessary paperwork to ask for, like, a reasonable accommodation? We'd be happy to review it. And they did. And so they went to a doctor and got them to say that their iguana was a – service companion dog or service service companion dog service companion animal and we had to allow a iguana to be there rent free and nice. that was weird um one time we went to go open the amenities this was way back in the day i was a leasing consultant we went to go open the amenities at this really beautiful property that backed up to kind of a nature preserve and it was more desert than any other kind of landscape so sometimes Snakes would come into the property or bunnies or things like that. And they had javelina, but they never came onto the property. But this, this morning we went to open the pool area and there was one like large patch of grass that the residents could use to kind of lay out or play grass, you know, yard games or something. Yeah, it was. And 
on the grass was a mama lion, like a mama mountain lion, and her three cubs. Wow. And we at first were like, oh my gosh, so cool. And then we realized we weren't at the zoo. Uh-huh. This was a real wild mountain lion. And she was a mom with cubs. And we hightailed it back into the office and shut the pool for the day. And luckily, after the sun came up and it got much warmer, she left and never returned. Good. But that was really crazy. That would scare me. Iguanas, I'll take them. Lion. Iguanas yeah. is more weird. Yeah. But, like, not yeah. dangerous. But, like, okay. All right. No. Um, and then the last kind of animal story I had, I think this is the one that you were actually with me. Um, do you remember filming that like commercial for that site about, about the company? Yeah. So you were a model in that, right? Yeah. Well, in that commercial, I played what I was, I was the property manager and I, we had a film crew there and we were in the golf cart and the director guy was asking me like, Hey, describe your typical day as a property manager. And I had just said, and I'm driving kind of trying to talk and do this interview. It's kind of one of those like, um, active scenes or whatever. And I'm like, you know, what's so great about being a property manager is no two day is ever alike. You never know what you're going to expect to see. And every time you think that you've got it down, like something new comes along. And all of a sudden I see something in the parking lot. And so I slow down the golf cart and I park it. And in front of me, in the middle of a parking lot, is a turtle. Oh, yeah. And do you remember that? Yeah, it had like a red like stripe on it. Yeah, it wasn't like, this was in, a, in the desert. Uh, like it was in an area, it was actually, I'll just say, it, it was in Arizona. And it's a desert area. And there's not turtles. It's not like it's right. like in Florida or something. Like right. I know Florida has alligators and turtles and whatever but no this was a very unusual spot to have a turtle and the desert does have tortoises and they can totally be outside this was like someone's pet turtle that should have been in water it was like an aquarium one so we had to pick up and actually made the commercial weirdly enough it was in that film and we had to pick up this turtle and go to a vacant unit and it needed water and you need to live like half in water. So, and we had to look all this up on the computer and put water in a, in a tub. And what was really crazy is that we put up signs and sent out an e-blast and said like, Hey, is anyone missing a turtle? We put up signs at the mailboxes, the front entryways, and no one claimed that turtle until like four or five days later. And it was their pet. It yeah. was a resident's pet. It took them long enough. And, like, how did it get out of the apartment? Slowly. Your turtle does not open the door and, like, leave. Right. And it doesn't move quickly. It's not like you can open the door and all of a sudden it's like a cat and it sneaks out. Yeah, the turtle was, like, but... lost, like, on this really long mission. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. So sweet. Okay, guys, so that was part one of two of my stories. I hope you're enjoying them, and we'll pick up this conversation next week. If you have your own outlandish property management stories, I'd love to hear them. Please visit my website, multifamilytrainer.com, and click on uh, podcast and submit a contact form. I'll reach out to you. I'll hear some of your stories and hopefully feature you on an upcoming podcast. 
That does it for episode number 10 of True Confessions Property Management. Hope you're enjoying it. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review. And until next time, I'm Rebecca Jenkins, the multifamily trainer, signing off. Have a wonderful week.